the, then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back, back to normal. To normal. Yeah. And I say, you mean like the flu vaccine that's 8% effective? That doesn't work. I catch if, I mean, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaver. If you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which by the way, give most people that take them the flu. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this without going through the VAERS court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested, brand new, rushed through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal. Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa, like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off $1,000 per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here found out what the Chinese Communist Party, the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly 95% of um, the victims are Falun Gong practitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a illegal sanctions forced organ harvesting business. I mean, how much longer do you think before we get to them actually going door to door requiring because now it's just spreading information but that wasn't the case months back and then it escalated to that point but then it's going to escalate somewhere down the line this whole delta variant starting to kick up and they're having other variants come in from india and all this shit um so it's going to jump i mean they're talking about locking everybody down again like in a few months or like something like that um they, they want to get ready for like when it starts getting colder and all this crap but there's going to come a point where it's going to jump again and we're going to be in that space where they're going to want to come door to door because something's going to happen where everyone's starting to get sick. But I mean, how much longer do you think if you had to put a number on it? There's no question that's going to By <laughs> maybe not, maybe not this flu season, but maybe next flu season. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if, here, here's the here's the wild card, the variable that that could throw a monkey wrench in everybody's plan, and that is. Um, so I did a couple episodes about the Spars pandemic document, and I did a show with Mike Mike Halpern from Infowars. I had him on. Um, he did a show with Alex about it, and then he came on. I and I watched that, and I said, "Can you?" I knew Mike from before, and I said, "Can you come on?" with me and explain it like, like the way you and Alex did it. And he said, yeah. So he laid the whole thing out. And then I did a, a, a solo podcast reading the, the sparse pandemic document. So what that is for people that don't know, it's it, in 2017, Johns Hopkins medical center did a simulation called spars S P A R S. And it's a fake virus. It's a fake, it's kind of like SARS um, or COVID. And, and, and it, 
and they've set up this scenario and they brought in partners in the media and they said, we're going to run a simulation where a coronavirus outbreak happens. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that the medical component and the media component are saying the same thing, that there's that we're in alignment in our messaging to everybody. And so what happens in this fake scenario is that the, the, a virus breaks out, a coronavirus breaks out and sweeps the world. And the only cure is going to be a vaccine. And they rush to market a vaccine. And they some, some cheap non-vaccine alternatives come into the picture, but they have to make sure that people, you know, they don't want people to talk about that. In the, in the document, they, they, they say this. Funny how that happened in real life. So they're talking about in this document, so in the months leading up to the vaccine uh, being ready, they talk about how it was made. It was made off of the out of a, 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 of a vaccine that was meant for hooved mammals. They piggybacked the technology off of that and kind of borrowed it, and they they so that they could get this vaccine uh, out faster in this scenario. And they start giving everyone the vaccine, and then nine months after that, the side effects kick in, mm. and it becomes undeniable that the side effects are caused from the vaccine because you'll have some people that didn't take it and they're fine. And then someone else in their family that did take it and they're, and they have mad cow disease, sponge brain is what they call it. So in that, and and so by the way, I'm leaving out a lot of the details of the SPARS document because it's all, like I said, it's like I did a couple of episodes on it, but we're, but the, the details uh, are, are similar in that scenario to what we're going through, like so similar that it's kind of scary. And a reminder that Johns Hopkins, who did the SPARS pandemic, also did Event 201 with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So this is an organization that has advanced knowledge of these things because they're involved in the planning and orchestration of this whole thing. So, exactly. So, so, so in this, so, so, so here's where the monkey wrench, uh, can be thrown into this this whole equation with them is that we haven't gotten to that nine month mark yet in real life like like in the spars fake scenario um we will get to that point in about november or december of this year this that'll be nine months after the vaccine was widely available so if reality is paralleling the spars document and it has been for the most part so far then in november and december we may see massive side effects and if we see that and it becomes like in this in this simulation undeniable that it was caused from the vaccine then all bets are off because in their spars document once that happens the people go ballistic and they start suing the government. They they run the there's a Fauci character in there. There's a there's a celebrity doctor character. They run him out of town. The head of the CDC gets fired. The head of the FDA gets fired. The uh, White House spokespeople, all the people that were pushing it, all the celebrities that were pushing it, are run out of society. BG, the fictional rapper, which could be Run DMC, you know, with their their uh, cartoon ca- vaccine campaign that went out last summer, or it could be. 
uh, juvenile with his retarded accent thing up. Yep. Vaccine song, you know, whatever. Oh God. Uh, the, all these people in the document are run out of town because the people are like, you told us to take this vaccine and look what it did to everybody. So we haven't gotten to that. And, and I hope we don't actually, because that would mean that, that the people that took the vaccine are going to be damaged. And, and, and I'd rather, I'd rather that not be the case. I'm not looking to be right. I'm not looking for the sparse pandemic document to be right. I'm looking for it to be wrong. I'm looking for everyone to be healthy and safe and alive. But if the vaccine does have one of these nine-month fuses, which basically that's how it, how it was set up in there. And Dr. Robert Malone is talking about six to 12 months being this window where things can go really wrong. Well, what's half of that? That's nine months. And that's what it said. Nine months after the vaccine rollout, that's when all the side effects kicked in. Not three days after. That's where you get a bunch of the deaths. But the sponge brain takes longer for that to develop in this fictional scenario. So if that holds true in reality, we're going to have a really rough winter. And my fear, just because I know how the media works and big pharma and the government, they'll be looking to spin this some way. They'll be looking to, to say that the side effects from the vaccine aren't side effects from the vaccine. It's these people caught some new strain, the Brazilian strain or the Zimbabwe strain. And that's what makes them have sponge brain and mad cow disease. So they'll never admit that it was the vaccine. They'll do anything in the world to, to, to blame it on anybody else than, than to say that it was the vaccine. But in that document, it becomes undeniable. Like, nobody's listening to the government. They know it's the vaccine and the government starts saying, okay, we need to get more money and put it in this account over here. You can't sue thus the government. You have to sue this, this entity over here. It's set up for it. That's what they say in the SPARS document. And so everyone starts suing it and they sue it out of money right away. And the people say, you've got, they say to the government, you have got to put way more money in that. And so the government says, fine, fine, fine. We'll put way more money in that because it's just getting drained because so many people are damaged from it, you know? It's like it's like hundreds, it's like a hundred million people are damaged from it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a nightmare. And and then and then, Paul, so if you then take that and you match it up to the Deagle chart, the Deagle depopulation chart, which is Deagle the, the military industrial complex company that that manages buying for um large companies they they tell companies this is how many conflicts we expect to have around the world this is that means this is how many military helmets you need to order you know stuff like that deagle ran this chart that showed populations from 2015 to 2025 and within that time frame population of the united states went from 340 million down to 99 million and it happened in canada in mexico and western europe and australia and all the West had like these 70% population drops, but no corresponding increase in any neighboring countries or anything. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like the United States got invaded and everybody went south to Mexico. It was like the people just vanished. So Deagle's reasoning for that, they gave two things, a global pandemic and a financial collapse. 
So, so now overlay that on top of the SPARS pandemic document, which shows this massive die-off from people from the vaccine. And then, then, then bring in Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine saying, I have real questions about this. It can be used for some horrible things. And you have, you have the reason to question this. I'm not saying that it's all going to happen. And in fact, I hope it doesn't happen. I don't want 70% of the population depopulated. But these guys are talking about it openly. They're, they're making business decisions based on this information. They're paying Deagle for this information and then acting upon this information. And this information shows a 70% drop in population. And now we have, like, like when I saw that in 2016, when I saw that chart, my head went to maybe Yellowstone goes off. You know what I mean? Like that was the, th- you know, I didn't think like global pandemic. I just thought, well, maybe like a volcano goes off and yeah. wipes out a bunch of people. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 I was trying to figure out what could kill that many people that fast. And, and now it makes a lot more sense. So, I mean, like, I'm not trying to freak people out, but like, this is the information that's out there. And yeah. so it, it, it just makes you kind of question. It makes you think like, what do they know that we don't know? A lot. It's, so I wonder if, you know, if these things and like reading up on documents that I get from people that I still talk to, like within the military and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if that's anyway related to what the Department of Defense declassified in 2011, I think it was. Um, which was, it sounds ridiculous, right? But they declassified a document that's called Con Plan 8888. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. Um, so basically it's a countermeasure strategic plan on how to defend against what they call a counter zombie dominance. So in case the world was ever overrun by zombies, hypothetical, like that's kind of what they said. It's like a like a made-up plan that we had that we created just in case there was ever some kind of a threat and they used zombies as that threat. Um, right. It basically describes, you know, how they would set up the government and how they would defend against these threats and like what cities would be, I guess, saved and which ones wouldn't be and where they would move troops and, you know, things like that. Um, so it sounds quite similar, like, not to say that it is connected or it could be, but I mean, if one thing I know about the military being in is that none of these plans get created just out of thin air. Uh, they were meant to be used one way or another somewhere down the line in other countries or maybe during a war or something. Um, but these things aren't just made up for the hell of it. That's, that's money that's been wasted, that's resources, that's manpower. Um, and they run these drills and they, I mean, they even ran this drill. I don't remember exactly where it was. I have the document. Um, and it's like zombies, like, you know, and now it all kind of makes sense really. Um, now that I heard you speaking of that and I was just like, wait, I mean, people are going to be turned into literal zombies really and they get sick. And I mean, it might have something to do with it. Who knows, but it's just something that, you know, that's out there. I thought that it might be in some way, connected you know it's, it's just my awesome. buddy my buddy wrote the screenplay for world war z hmm. the the movie with brad pitt and that's like a zombie apocalypse movie too and my and my buddy used to work for a think tank yeah and 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 it's funny after he worked for that think tank he got he got a job in hollywood writing these like really like 
hardcore political thrillers but but his training came from think tank you know so so i now I, i'm thinking back on was he sent to hollywood to to write movies in, in a specific thing i mean uh world War Z, he didn't write the book but he wrote the screenplay for it but i, I don't know it, it 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 seems like you know there was like all of a sudden like a zombie boom in in political or in pop culture you know people are like uh lots of tv shit walking dead and all that stuff it like it, all of a sudden zombies were hot <laughs> for some reason and it makes me think you know because you know about like predictive programming and stuff like that it makes me think well like is this some is this some f- fun topic that you know that you've, you've hit on like the way vampires were with right. twilight and everything like a couple of years before that or are you is there some like my conspiratorial little brain goes to like are you prepping us for something you know are you trying to take get us ready are you trying to like slowly normalize zombies yeah. because we're about to have like a bunch of literal zombies out here like you know what i mean like i don't but I, maybe <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i mean it's not i have no i have no proof one way or the other but like i feel like i feel some days like the people i'm interacting with are, are maybe like close to being zombies or at least npcs on some level you know <laughs> yeah that's yeah, it's weird it's there's a lot of weird shit going on and it's I see, I see documents like this and, and like I read things and stuff like that. And I hear from people and I don't take their word for it a hundred percent, but just the fact that they hear things or like they speak to people that have it, some kind of knowledge of things that are going on. And then you have to kind of piece things together. And it's, it's used to, it used to be far-fetched. I mean, people used to call it conspiracy theorists and things like that. And it's not, it's not so anymore. And a lot of shit that you, you would only kind of joke about you know, a lot back then, especially when I was like in high school and just out of high school. And, and once I went to the military, you started seeing some of these things, you speak to people and it's just like, that's all, a lot of that stuff wasn't just made up shit. It's like real shit going on around the world. And the more people you speak to, man, it's like, it's just like, wow, this, this whole thing has been going on the whole time and you had no idea. And even if you kind of heard of it, you're just like, ah, you know, like our government wouldn't do that to us. I know. Okay. (laughs) And everybody, everybody wakes up, you know, if they wake up to this, they wake up at their own pace, you know, like there's just something, there's just something that doesn't sit right with them. And they go, this seems like fishy, you know, and it's just like, for me, it was, it was 9-11 in general, but it was building seven in particular. You just look at that and you go, no, I have questions about all of this. You know, and if I have questions about building seven, then I have questions about the whole 9-11 operation. And then and then that starts you to like, okay, if this is a lie, what else is a lie? So like with the COVID situation, one nice thing that could come out of it is that it could be like a new generation, like 9-11 for this for a new generation, where meaning it it's so preposterous the story that it wakes up a huge batch of people that go, I'm not buying this. And, and if this is a lie, what else is a lie? And then someone says, Oh, have you heard anything? Have you heard about nine 11? And there's, and then they, and then they get my octopus book and they go, ah, you know, like they freak out when they, when they read all the quotes from all these people talking about, you know, talking, normalizing the, the 
taking down of buildings and the justification for starting wars and the fact that they're going to go into these countries and take out seven countries in five years and you know and then you look at the list and you see that we've we've got six out of the seven countries crossed off the list and you go what a coincidence it's like no 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 (laughs) no no all that stuff was planned just like all this covid stuff was planned Mm -hmm. so it's like if you have come to understand that COVID is a gigantic operation right. that is not as it appeared, once you get onto like something like 9-11, you will find fingerprints of the same, maybe not exactly the same people, but the same thought process, right. the same globalist mindset, the same sort of like, if you, you know, you to make an omelet, you got to break a couple eggs. You know, like, well, we'll just sacrifice these people in order to keep the agenda going. So you'll start to see these things and it'll really anger you. So, you know, I, so, so like every, you know, like you said, everybody wakes up at like different, at different paces and different speeds. But I think that the COVID um, operation is going to wake up a lot of people. And, and those people are going to feel like, where do I go? Where do I go for this information? So luckily they have your show um, as, as a source. They have my show. They can go hear, you know, my brand of insanity going on over there. <laughs> and, uh, and then they can, they can decide for themselves what, what, what like is important to them. What, like, you know, some people might not be into 9-11. They might, it might not be that big of a deal to them, but they had, they're, they're from Boston. So they want to know more about the Boston bombing. It's like, good, right. dig into that. You want to see an operation, go dig into that. That'll, that'll make you mad. And then once you get mad at that, then, you know, would you, would you like to talk about Oklahoma city? You know? And so it's like, it just starts this snowballing effect. So I think that the more we can, I don't know, I guess, let people know that they're, if they like, they're not the only ones that are feeling this way, that they're, that if you feel like you're living in a crazy world, you're not alone. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us feel that way. And we have, we have reason to feel that way. We have a real legitimate reason to feel like we're living in some sort of psychological experiment because we are, and we recognize it and everyone's calling us crazy for recognizing it. And I'm sorry, I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy person. I, I am I am being objective and observant and I'm seeing issues all over the place. The crazy people are the ones that are denying that something's wrong. There's yeah. some, something is obviously wrong. It's undeniable. But the people that just say, "Well, we can't look at it then." Like, well, what why are you do why are you, what are you defending? You're defending the lie? Why would you defend the lie? Let's figure it out. Let's just figure out what part of this story is true and what part of the story is false. Like, why is that? I don't understand why wanting to figure out the truth is all of a sudden some uh, deplatforming event. Yeah, it's crazy to me, and I think it's a sign. You know, I had an episode that came out today. That's uh, an episode that's titled "The Wheels Are Falling Off," and and I think it's a, it's an indicator. You know, all this insanity, we kind of joke about the, you know, vac- you know, donuts for vaccines and lottery tickets and laps around Talladega and, and all of this stuff. But that actually is a good sign. It's a sign that their that their agenda is not working because yeah. this is this is not 
this is not your your game plan if things are going well. This is, oh shit, we need to do whatever we can. We're losing the narrative. Not enough people are falling for this. What can we do? These people are stupid. They like lottery tickets, beer, weed, and race cars. Let's give them all those things. Let's do all that because these people are dumb and this is how you appeal to dumb people. So let's just give them lottery tickets now. That's what you do when things are not going well with your narrative. You don't go to that plan when everybody is buying your story. You go to that plan when nobody's buying your story and you have to get the, you have to get the lowest common denominator to fall for it as fast as possible. And you figure you can do that bribing them. But there's a lot of people that won't fall for that. And they're like, this is, this is surreal that you're offering up. And then the hard sell in this push by the government just it becomes suspicious on its face. You know, you just start watching it going, why are they selling this so hard? Why are they doing this? And that becomes problematic too. You just start going, this doesn't make sense. You know, so it's 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 an interest, it's an interesting uh, it's just it's it's just it's such a fascinating time to be alive and watching all of this, but it's also dangerous too. So I, I can't like, I can't like fully be like the observer because I'm in it too. And yeah. I have to like, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> but, but, but if I took that away, wow, what a, what a crazy psychological experiment we are right in the middle of. Like we are participants in it and it is, it is, it's a wild one, man. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. It's, I don't know, man. It's, definitely be watching out here i mean who knows what's going to end up happening before christmas and such um yeah. the, we still have a lot of, a little bit of time before the end of the year and who knows the way we've been moving something new can happen by the end of this week or next week or it's we're just kind of up in the air right now everybody's just i wouldn't say screwed but it's, it just feels that way i mean it's going to be but then i see europe i look at europe and i see them out in the streets yeah. And I start to feel good about that because they're 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 going real fast with that vaccine passport situation in the in in Europe and France and Australia and yeah. Australia is turned into an authoritarian hellhole. Uh, great people, but God, shitty government, the worst government. New Zealand, there, you know, you will come. The, the only source of truth is the truth you get from your government. I mean, it's like straight out of Orwell. But once again, you don't go straight into Orwell. If things are going well, this is, it's, it's like a desperate move. It seems, it feels like a desperate move when you start trying to like rush everybody into vaccine passports. And then you get a million people out in the streets protesting against you. And I don't know if you saw what they did to Macron's house, but they brought a septic truck with a, and they, and they, and they turned on the faucet pumping shit out of this gigantic tube out of a huge truck and they were pumping it all on like the second floor of the guy's house. And then one area looked like the window was open. So they just kind of parked it there for a while. And it was just going right in the window. They soaked his house in human feces. Because the French don't put up with that stuff. They get down in the yellow vest protest, man. They're they're not to be messed with. I mean, they kept that going for a year. And the only thing that stopped that was COVID. So so this is not going well for the globalist people. They are they are sprinting into this, and so like on the one hand, I'm frustrated, and I and and 
and the mask mandates and the talk of all this stuff is, is really bothering me. But on the other hand, where I, where I get optimistic about it is that they wouldn't be doing it this quickly if things were going according to plan. So we have that to sort of uh, feel good about and to keep pushing back on because the, the harder we make it for them, uh, the greater the chances that, that just the wheels completely fall off this narrative and they're stuck. They have to own it now. They have to own this gigantic lie. And if they have to own that lie, there goes their credibility. And now next thing you know, people are like, why do we need this government? Why do we need the Biden administration? Why do we need these clowns at the CDC and, and everything? And, and once, once you get to that point, ooh, governments don't like that. So they, they tend to want to keep you from getting to, to the point where you realize that they're, they're unnecessary and that they're mostly obsolete. So, so that's kind of where we are. Like we're, we're experiencing this insanity uh, but part of the reason why we're experiencing the, the, the real insanity is because they're desperate. So that's a good thing. Keep pushing, keep waking people up and keep talking to your friends and family about this because that's how it changes. And we, and we desperately need this to change. Like we can't allow them to, to ram through vaccine mandates and, and vaccine passports and things like that. Because if you do that, man, I'm telling you're still taking off your shoes to get through uh, TSA to get on an airplane, right? And that was just temporary for, you know, because terrorists might blow up airplanes. So if you think vaccine passports and, and, and mandatory vaccinations will just go away once the emergency is over, you're wrong. Psych. 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 <laughs> exactly. It's here to stay. They always say it's temporary and then it stays and everyone just gets, it gets normalized. So don't, it's like, this is the, the time to push back on it right now. It's like, once they ram it through, then, then we're just complaining about it. It doesn't do any good, but ju- it's just so important for people to, to wake up to this because uh, they want us tracked. They want us controlled completely. And they are desperate to do it, and they're gonna they're gonna try every trick up their sleeve, but we can't let them we can't let them pull it off. Yeah, I will definitely be standing up and uh, continuing the fight, man. Something else. I mean, what else can we do? For a lot of people that have already accepted it, sorry about you, man. You're gonna get left behind. But for those of you who still want to fight, we're in this shit together, and it's so we're gonna try to figure it out here and see what we can do about it. But yeah, it's gonna be one hell of a ride. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure we're locked we're locked and loaded that's for sure buckle up get yourself prepared too. you know go ahead and like be proactive about that stuff you don't want it you know you're you're better off being two months early than a day late on that so like let's start thinking strategically like if you're listening to this stuff if you're listening to this this type of content then you're you're you know probably some people in your life are like oh you like conspiracy stuff you know, all right. So, so you get shit on from some segment of your friends, right? But, but one of the things that's nice about it is that you get access to information that like you wouldn't be hearing anywhere else. You get reminded to get prepped, you know? So like go stock up and get yourself ready for this stuff. I mean, we see these supply chain disruptions coming we see hacking pipelines and things like that. I mean, we, we, we know where it's going. We hear Klaus Schwab talking about cyber pandemics and things like that. Like if you're, if you know all this stuff and you're not taking the additional step of getting yourself ready, just in case you're kind of half-assing it. So like, I feel like we should, we should encourage as many people as possible to, um, to, to just be proactive, you know, just, just, just do 
just do and i don't mean freak your family out you know and like go like i gotta go totally prep but like every time you go to the store buy a five pound bag of rice or buy extra cans of green beans and stuff just start stocking it away somewhere what's the worst that happens you have extra food you know i mean we have to we unfortunately the way these people are treating us we have to we can't trust that that Amazon's going to deliver or Walmart's going to be open or your corner store is even going to be allowed to, to open their doors. We have to act as if all that stuff is going to be compromised and get ourselves prepared. Now, last couple of days of July, while we still can before it gets crazy and then hope that it doesn't get crazy, but whatever, consider it, it, it buying yourself an insurance policy against the insanity. But if you know how these people work, I mean, you, you know, you're going to need it at some point, you know, I mean, you figure you're going to need it. Yeah, so just, just imagine the, the run on toilet paper, how it was a few months. Right. Back and right. Just yeah. imagine that with food. Take that. And then, and then that you'll see like a, an old lady get knocked out on, on black Friday, you know, so that somebody can get like a $3 can opener. Uh, so like we're savages, you know, that's, that's for, that's for toilet paper and, and, flat screen TVs. Right. Um, but like you said, think what happens when, when there's like, sorry, there's no more food. I mean, the, 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 the wheels are going to come off big time. So like be, you you know, you're not going to get credit for prepping now, but you'll get credit for it. If, if, if you ever need it, people will be like, Oh, you're really, you really stepped up. So <laughs> do yourself that favor. Get yourself prepared, man. I mean, I feel like that's just kind of, we owe it to ourselves to do that and to spread that message too. And I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, I think that that's a, that, you know, it's easy for them to, to disrupt the supply chain and it would have a devastating effect on us because we're so, we're so dependent on just-in-time delivery systems and things like that, that, that if that gets disrupted, it can really screw people up. Uh, especially people that are in a, not in a position where they are like, you know, like they're living paycheck to paycheck. So maybe they can't plan too far ahead. Like it, it's really going to hit those people hard. So I don't know. I just think we should be thinking about it and, and be getting, getting ready now. Better to be safe than sorry. I'm fighting with morons at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have, I have no appetite for that, man. I just want to be locked. I mean, if we, if it's going to be like that, I just want to be at home, not having to think about that stuff. True. Yeah. That's everybody thinks it's a joke. And then one day when it happens, you'll be sitting pretty up there, locked and loaded and ready to go. And all you have to worry about is people trying to break down your doors and <laughs> trying yeah. to get in on yeah, your you shit. But yeah. maybe don't advertise your, your, all your, your prepping stuff on Facebook. Maybe keep it to yourself so that nobody knows that you've got it right (laughs) yeah absolutely well sir as we wind down here um you mentioned earlier that you're having a new or you're working on a new book um is there any kind of details you can share with us on that oh um no i'm I'm, it's it's almost done i'm just writing the conclusion uh over the next couple days um yeah it's just about the cultural double standards in the united states you know how hypocritical um we are, and I am, I get into, you know, governmental components, COVID, the woke com- community. I just tear the woke people apart in this. Nice. Oh, 
I, it's, I, I mean, I am going to be hated in that community when this book comes out, I'm telling you right now. Um, but, but not because I'm being a jerk in it. I'm just pointing out their obvious hypocrisies and documenting it for, for the world to see. So, so yeah, that's, that's what it's about. It's got a it's got, you know, my conspiratorial government type stuff in it kind of interwoven with, with more of a societal look at everything and just how, you know, how the, how this culture, this, this new, uh, woke culture, green culture is, um, you know, how it just, how it's just destroying society and, and how it's meant to, to destroy society, how it's, it's just a form of subversion. And so, um, yeah, but I do it with my typical, like smart ass, I guess, uh, <laughs> style. So, so I, I, I definitely go after some people in the book and, uh, in some industries, but, but because they need it because they're, they're doing the wrong thing and because they're, they're hypocrites and they should be uh, called out for it. So yeah, that'll be out. That'll be out soon. I've got a guy working on the cover. It'll, uh, if it, if the cover turns out the way I want it, um, should be, it should be visually, you'll just take one look at it and go, okay, I, I understand. That's, that that's sense. always my goal for the, for the book covers is if I can get you to just look at the cover and know what it's about just by seeing it without even reading the name. Then so, so I'll, I'll, but when it's out, I'll make sure you get an advanced copy and then we can, I'll come back on and we can chat awesome. about it and, and do all that. So, yeah. yeah and Macroaggressions is out there. If people are interested, I could put that out twice a week. Okay. Uh, one episode is an interview. One episode is a monologue and that's an, available on I, Iconic. That's David Icke's platform. Uh, it's on Rockfin. It's on Odyssey and YouTube with two strikes. So that means... <laughs> Sometimes I upload there, sometimes I don't, depending on the video and, and depending on the content. Though though it doesn't really seem to matter anyway. Uh, and if anyone wants to connect with me, they can do so through my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. Uh, there's information about my books and, and things like that there. Yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, Octopus of Global Control book. Um, recommended it to a few friends and I've gotten it out to them too. Oh, thank um, you. And they love it. So um, I really nice enjoyed that hear, book. Yeah. yeah, it's great. You never know, you know, you never know when you write, write a book, if, if, if three people are going to read it or 300,000, you know, you just, you just never know. So when I write that, I put it out and you just go, okay, it's out there now. Enjoy it. And to have people like, talk to me about it or ask about it or say like, Oh, this really got me thinking about things. It's been what a trip, man. And it's, it's incredibly humbling. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that, that people are interested in, in learning about this. Cause I was interested in learning about it. You know, it seemed, it, it was something that appealed to me and I felt an obligation to kind of see if I could take it and put a, a, a spin on it or explain it in a way that sort of made sense to some people. And I did that by, bringing in all these quotes, these 500 different quotes from, from different people. So the format of the book is, is really unusual. It's not, it's unlike anything else out there. So I think a lot of people, a lot of people told me like, Hey, I like the quotes in the book, but then the one, the, the number one compliment I got on this book, and it's the weirdest one ever is I like that you put a bunch of bullet points in it. And I was like, okay, thanks. You know, I guess, I guess I'll take the compliment, but it's, it's weird that I got like six or seven different emails. You're like, I really love the bullet points. And the reason why is because it's like, you could just go like, 
you know, just one thought one after another, after another, when you're like listing all of the the government things. And so I wanted to try and make it as manageable as possible. So between the quotes and the bullet points, apparently the big selling feature of the book, um, I think it made it, I think it made some of these conspiratorial topics easy to digest and made it like kind of funny, like as funny as you could make it for, for some of the serious things, serious topics that we get into. And uh, so, yeah, I've just been thrilled that, you know, I've just been thrilled at the response to that. And of course the controlled demolition book, controlled demolition of the American empire wrote with, with Jeff Berwick. And that was like, that was a monster because Jeff's got a huge like international audience. So that book, like just and it, went, it was the number one bestseller in the US and in Australia on election day. Yes. <laughs> on election day of all things. I was like, mm, Yeah. <laughs> so great. I mean, just you want to talk about symbolism on election day for that book to be it's like you you read that book, you'll never vote. Like, no way. So I'm just happy that people are are into the material, into the the topics and and have have supported it because it's uh I just feel like it's important information for people to be aware of. doesn't mean they have to be obsessive about it or, you know, like change their lives completely. But I just feel like some of these things, these topics, you you have to, you just have to at least know that they're there and have an understanding of it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, um, I was getting into like the whole 9-11 thing. I've been like obsessed with 9-11 for years and years and years. And then I read your book and everything you like all the quotes and stuff that you had about it in there. And then I, around the same time, I had just spoken to, to James Corbett as well about 9-11. So that was like another angle and it was just, yeah. just great information coming through. So I was like, yeah, I got to get this book out to some people and got some out um, to some of my friends and stuff like that. Some other people that I know and, you know, they just love the book. So that was, so was good. So um, check this out. I have to tell you this this funny story really fast. So the speaking of 9/11 in in the Octopus book, I have a chapter called uh Architects and Engineers for 9/11 Truth. That's right. the name of the chapter. Uh I go to uh I get I go to this wedding in Washington, the state of Washington. I don't know anybody at the wedding. I'm there because I'm friends with the the bride and groom, but I don't know any of their friends. Um I go to this wedding by myself. My wife couldn't make it. So I'm like, I'll just go and I'll just get seated wherever I get seated next to Richard Gage, the, the, the head of architects and engineers for nine 11 truth at this wedding, at this random wedding, I go, you're in my book. He goes, Oh really? I go, no, I don't think you understand. Like I have an entire chapter about you. He's like, really? So I got to know Richard at that wedding for a couple poor guy, man. I talked his ear off for like two hours. He's the nicest guy in the world too. And his wife is, uh, they're, they're adorable. And I, and, and I said, you got to come to Anarchapulco and you got to speak like, and he's like, what's that? I said, well, I am writing a book with Jeff Berwick and he puts this, he puts this event on. He goes, well, I know Jeff. I said, well, Jeff needs to have you speak. And so I emailed Jeff and I'm like, I, I just met Richard Gage at a wedding. Like you should have him at Anarchapulco. He's like, oh shit, you're right. I should. So fast forward just a couple months later and we're in Mexico and I'm back stage with Richard Gage talking to him for, like right before he's about to go on. And I was like, this is so fucking crazy because I, that just happened. This, this whole thing happened because I've just got randomly seated, maybe, maybe not randomly seated. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the universe works in mysterious ways. Right. But I got seated next to Richard Gage at a wedding 
and we started talking and then now he's at Anarchapulco and there's like, a, he got like a, there's like 3000 people in the audience got like a standing ovation. And, and so like to write about that and then go have, have beers with him and talk to him about building seven until two 30 in the morning in the bar, <laughs> you know, I mean, like it's, it, it's no joke. Nine 11 is a huge, big deal. And yeah. I've got this guy who is the head of the organization with 3000 architects and engineers that have signed their names and put their professional reputations on the line to call out the official story of nine 11. Holy shit. Like there's something there. There's really a big problem there. And so, you know, so, so that's, that's another, that's, that's just like the synchronicity of that octopus book, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, of all places, you know, just some random ass way to eat. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bro? Let's do something. Yeah. Let's go for it. Shit. Yeah. I know. I felt like a stalker too. I felt like a fan, <laughs> you know, I was like, it's Richard Gage. You know? <laughs> He's like, I've got another one. Shit. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I guess, What's closing thoughts here? I mean, do you have anything we should be looking out for here in the, I guess, towards the end of the year, things that we should be aware of, things we should be worried about? Well, I mean, I think taking care of yourself, you know, I think regardless of what's going on in, you know, with the media saying about what they, they tell you to do for your health, I think you just, I think people need to, if they're, if they're really concerned about this, be proactive, go out and, and order yourself some, um, ivermectin or you know uh, uh get vitamin d get vitamin c get zinc get yourself get the get do the things that are within your control to boost your immune system like i have sponsors on my show that have uh you know r- just really good supplements and things like that whatever you can do to make your body healthier is going to give your immune system a better chance to fight this off so be strategic about that. Do that, that, that you don't need, you don't need good luck or you don't need a a vaccine for that. You just need to decide that you're going to do it. And then you just start taking better care of yourself and, and not outsourcing your health to the federal government who doesn't give a shit about you. They just don't. And so it just seems, it just seems like if it's within your control, be that like getting yourself loaded up on some extra food, getting yourself loaded up on some supplements or some of these COVID fighting ivermectin type uh, uh, hydrochloroquine and things like that. You can get that now. That's within your control to do. I would say do those things, right? Just do it so that you know that it's done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And you know that you're taken care of. Just call it insurance. It's your insurance policy on, on all this stuff. And, and then, and then give yourself the best advantage to making it through this. Keep your, keep a sense of humor about all this stuff, you know, try to get educated on it, but like try and stay away from the mainstream media because they're, they're, they're compromised. And remember what I mentioned about the Smith Modernization Act legalizing propaganda. So, you know, there are lies in there. So like, be careful about what you're putting in your body nutrition wise and what you're putting in your body information wise. Like, I feel like these are things that we can do. We can control that. So to do the things that you can control and the things that are out of your control, you know, try not to worry about them too much. You know, I mean, be aware, but like, don't, don't freak yourself out. Don't freak your kids out with this. Don't talk about COVID's going to come kill us all the time. You're going to freak, you're going to give your kids like 
you know, turn them into hypochondriacs. So it's like, it's important for us to like set an example where we're not acting like fearful, you know, uh, lunatics, right. but like reasonable, rational human beings. Let's be logical about this. Let's be proactive and let's just figure it out. But so I, I'm just, I think that we're going to, we're going to get through this, but man, it's going to be really frustrating to deal with not just the government, but the people, the people are my biggest concern dealing with them. And like the, 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 the mob and the mob mentality when the, the media starts telling that stuff makes me very, you know, I'm, I'm very concerned about that. So whatever you can do in your life to keep yourself away from that big mob, I would, I would say maybe try to figure out how to do that yeah. if possible. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to where um, I live in an area where we don't have all all that kind of craziness. I mean, you, you drive into Dallas. I live just outside of Dallas, just north of Dallas. Um, but it's it's just not like the rest of Texas. I mean, driving to Dallas and it's just fear and mass everywhere and all kinds of stuff. But I'm lucky enough that we live out, out here in the fresh air and on the lake and stuff like that so we don't hang around with a lot of people that are too worried about that kind of stuff and yeah. i don't have a lot of people out here screaming and talking shit to people that don't wear masks and yelling at other people for all kinds of nonsense we have people that wear them that's great if you want to do it that's up to you but like we don't have people out here that talk shit to other people and try to like guilt them into wearing masks or freaking shaming them into wearing masks stuff like that yeah. it's, it's just not an issue where i'm at which is great but yeah like you mentioned everybody stay away from the news because you obviously know that they're lying or even if you don't know that they're lying don't just believe what we've been talking about this whole time you know i always tell people like don't don't believe me like i'm just here telling you what's going on because i i've read what i've read and i've talked to i've talked to i know somewhat of what's going on do your damn research man read please i insist yeah Yeah. if i'm wrong is it real tell me i'm wrong you know when you start doing your your own research it it makes it yours you know what i mean it makes it more real to you like i could say something and people can listen to it and believe me or not believe me but but if they go and dig into it themselves then it becomes it it's it really sort of sinks in so i encourage people to 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 please like dig into this stuff and, and 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 don't take anything we say, you know, at face value, just say, okay, fine. I hear what you're saying. I, you sound believable. And I think that you're telling me the truth, but, but trust, but verify. That's what they used to say. That's what Ronald Reagan used to say. Trust, but verify. So, um, so go verify it, you know, I mean, go, go check it out, go, go look at this stuff and, and, and see, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're giving you the information that we've got and we're, we're, you know, we, I, 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 I would never tell anyone, just trust me, just trust yeah. me. I, I, you know, don't check. I know I, whenever someone tells me that, that, that makes me want to check even more. So, so I say, fact check me, go please. And, and if I'm wrong on stuff, let me know. I'll, 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 I'll own it. But, but there's a lot of, um, but, but, you know, I will, I'll end with this. I'll end with this. There, that I like the episode I put out today. I think that, I think that there's reason to be optimistic because of the extreme lengths that they are going to recently to try and ram these vaccines through. Though very frustrating and alarming, it they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't feel desperate 
And when people are desperate and making moves, they typically are not executed properly right. because of the desperation. So it, it, it might turn out to be, I don't know if I can say a good thing, but the, a better scenario that they feel rushed and hurried and there's some sort of incentive. They're, they're clearly panicking. I mean, that's undeniable that they're panicking, trying to get people into these vaccines and the numbers are not justifying it and they're freaking out. That's a good thing. That's a good sign. So, you know, so if we want to be, if we want to leave on a high note, just, just sort of, you can view the insanity one of two ways as just, oh no, crazy insanity, or it's insanity because that's the last bullet they have in their gun is insanity. And, and, and they've just fired it. And if this doesn't work, it's over for them. So, so we could be optimistic about this too. Yeah, true. It's, uh, I've been saying lately is whenever you hear someone say this, the science is settled or trust me, or I trust the studies, I guarantee you they're full of shit because one, the science is not settled Two, there are no studies because it's experimental. Uh, you're, the studies are actively going on right now you're all you are all well like you're the study right now. yeah you're <laughs> we're not going to know until maybe 2023 we're the study too we're the control group yeah yeah it's so but like we said don't listen to us please i encourage you to go out there and do your own research if i'm wrong call me out on my bullshit correct me and we'll get it sorted out no hard feelings as long as we got the right information and everyone's getting it it's all that matters yeah, well, and I, Paul, I appreciate you having me on. I enjoy, I enjoy our our conversations. We we tend to get like off the rails. <laughs> no, know, I appreciate. There's, I appreciate there's clearly it. no script going on here. No, absolutely not. I just throw thoughts out there and let me know what you think. And it's I know. Good. I, and I appreciate that. I think people. I think people can appreciate the uh, the fact that we're just, you know, we're just discussing what we see. And yeah. and and I look. I, I'm a guy that's written a couple books. I've got a podcast. I, but I'm not a doctor. So, you know, don't take medical advice from me. Uh, I'm not a financial planner. Don't take financial advice from me. Just listen. If you want to, if you're interested in the things that I'm saying and my shows and everything, take it and then run with it and go dig into it more and, and, and own it and research it and fact check it and do all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just there to give you a different perspective. That's all. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, I really appreciate your time, sir. Every time you come on, it's always, uh, a great experience for me just learning as much as i can off of you i uh, me too so. man i enjoy it we always we always have there's there's yeah, i mean we never run out of stuff to do. <laughs> oh no we'll never not we never will and uh i'm looking forward to your new book so when, when that comes out um i'd love to discuss it with you i'll send it to you as soon as it's out you'll uh, I'll, you're, you'll be on my list you'll get I appreciate it appreciate it i appreciate it yeah. yeah um yeah so really appreciate your time everybody um thanks for stopping in for everybody that's out live on youtube right now i really appreciate you guys stopping in as well uh, like i mentioned before if you guys are watching checking us out on youtube please uh, consider hitting that subscribe button uh, make sure you guys hit the bell icon and give us a thumbs up as well uh, if you guys are catching us on the go you can catch us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at truth defender podcast all of our social media will be linked down below there's a whole shit ton of them uh, we're on locals.com now as well so that'll be going up there as well um yeah, and if you guys want to shoot us an email and let us know what you guys think, that's uh, the Truth Defender seventeen seventy six at gmail.com. Really appreciate you guys stopping in. Everybody, stay blessed out there. Stay safe, and most of all, stay frosty. Peace.